Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? And I'm Amanda Lund, and this is The Big Ones. Each week, we ask a new ethical question ranging from historical decisions to relationship dilemmas to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be confusing, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Today, we have a very special guest with us. You probably will recognize his voice from all the various podcasts he does, including I Was There Too, Super Ego. James Bonding, and maybe more. I can't remember them. Yeah, there's only the one where you guys are on the basketball team. Oh, right? the, the Pistol, Pistol Shrimps. Shrimps. Yeah, Pistol Shrimps Radio. That is um, Mr. Matt Gorley. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited. I love your podcast. I've been listening to it. Have it's you? the best. Yeah, cool. it's great. That's so nice to hear. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. So as you know, at, in this podcast, it's a very serious discussion. We're discussing very serious big ones. But before we get into the big, big ones, we like to get into the little big ones, which are just little moral dilemmas that maybe any of us have had to face during yeah. the week. In the last week, um, a check-in. So does anyone... I have one, but uh, anyone else have one that they want to discuss? Matt, do you have a little... I guess I do, yeah. Oh, let's, well, hear, let's it. hear it. Well, I was at my uh, home for Christmas. We went to visit my family and my aunt, who's, uh, let's just say, one of a kind, mm-hmm. um, asked me do you wear socks? And I, I, well, I said, you know, generally, yes. Oh, I didn't know. I would have got you some. Meaning like that was her way of saying she didn't get me anything. And I didn't know how to respond to that. Because I I think I just went, oh, oh, that's fine. But I felt like I should have gone, of course I wear socks. Who doesn't wear socks at least sometime during the year? I see. So your moral dilemma was, do you call out and confront someone who... Is just being an idiot? (laughs) Is that your moral dilemma? I think so. Yeah. When someone is being a bit of an idiot, how much do you let it ride and how much do you go, someone's got to put a stop to this? I think when it's your aunt and she's in her late 70s, Yeah. um, I think you just let it ride. I think after a certain age, if this was someone of your own age, Mm -hmm. someone that you maybe had a better rapport with, you could go, hey, use your head, dummy. But... Because it's your aunt, and she's an elder, and she's probably not going to change her way of doing mm. anything. And to be honest, Matt, you probably don't need another pair of socks. <laughs> I will say, she gifted me socks, yeah. um, and I uh, I hope she's not listening. Is but, this your dilemma? Uh, well, no, but she, this was part of my dilemma, because she gifted... Um, for those of you who don't know, Matt is my fiancé, and we were both at his family's house. So I'm, I'm well-versed in 
the behavior of his aunt. Separate cars, though. We're not married. (laughs) (laughs) But she gifted me socks, and they were like those really soft, fuzzy socks, but the kind that maybe, you know, a 14-year-old girl would wear in kind of a pastel color palette. Right, but are they soft enough where you could just wear them around the house? They're soft enough, but I just have, I have other socks that are also soft that I connect with more on a style level. And you have a sock thing, if if you don't know this, Amanda's, uh, ever since she was a child, cannot deal with the line at the tip of the socks. The seams on the toes of socks are my worst nightmare. And we've talked about this as one of our first bonding moments. I have the same issue. Mm. Yeah. It's um, it's hard to go through life like that. But I re-gift, I didn't re-gift the socks. What I mean is I gave them to the Goodwill the day after Christmas. Well, that's crazy. The day after? You couldn't even wait. You couldn't even wait for... Well, her to drive home before you were already giving them away. <laughs> well, what's the point of that? Well, I figure uh, this is kind of a new thing I'm doing. I'm trying not to collect things that I, I don't okay. think I'll use because then I end up my closet is already insane. So I try not to take on things that I don't really like. Well, that's a good moral dilemma then as well, because you, you know, to better yourself, you have to give them away. And, and I figure she, I'll never tell her. I will tell all of you listening to the podcast. But um, she still got the joy of seeing me open the socks. But when she goes to the Goodwill the next day, because I assume you put it to the Goodwill like right near her house. <laughs> no, I didn't do it on the ride home. I, it was the one near our house. <laughs> well, you know what? Five minutes in and I felt like I've gotten some really sound advice. Yeah. I would not have spoken to her and... It's good that, yeah, she'll never listen to this, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I think the cutoff for kind of calling someone else, someone out on their idiosyncrasies is maybe 60 years old. And it depends Mm. on well you know them, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was very informative. That was a real little big one. Yeah. So now we're going to get to the big, big one. Now... This is a moral dilemma that maybe some of you have heard before. It's an age-old moral dilemma, but it really makes you you look inside yourself in a way that I don't think anything else can. <laughs> I'll read this to you both. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Yeah, but I'm I'm a little scared. All right. Well, because I know what this is, and it's it's a harrowing. It's a sensitive subject. Yeah. Well, buckle up, because this baby's gonna be big. You live in a remote village that is being ransacked by a notorious group of people. Already dozens of people from your village are brutally killed. You are hiding in a room with 25 people with your baby in your arms. By keeping quiet, your fellow villagers will be able to live. The raiders are coming nearby and your baby starts crying uncontrollably. As they come closer, they are put in the dilemma of either suffocating or snapping the neck of your own child to preserve the lives of yourself and the other people in the room. (laughs) Otherwise, you can let your child cry, give away your location, and have everyone in the room murdered. What would you do? So, the big one is, are you killing your baby to save 25 people? Or are you just saying, we gotta wait it out and all die together? I mean, if, if it's the latter and you're just waiting it out, why are you even hiding? That's true. <laughs> Done solved. <laughs> I know on paper I kill the baby because it's one life versus 25. I understand that. But right. I don't think there's any possible way I could kill my child. I just don't think I could physically get my muscles to do that. But you would know? you let someone else do it? 
Would you outsource? I think I would I would basically have to look them in the eye and like get them to understand that you're going to have to hold me down and smother me as well. Oh, so you'd want to die too. Oh, I think God. so. I don't see how you could live having allowed your baby to die. <gasps> that is horrible. Okay, but let's Okay, so I can understand if it's like a three-year-old, even a two-year-old, being like, because we agree I can't. they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, because then you're just then you're throwing them off cliffs any chance you get. <laughs> but no, I can see where a two-year-old they have like. I'm not a mother, so I don't know. But I couldn't, I couldn't kill a child that is like aware. What if it's like a three-month-old baby? It is not aware whatsoever. You're trying to negotiate with. I'm them. just saying. Okay, so well, what- I think uh, to me, it's it's an infant because a two year old or older. I think you could you could say reason. like stop crying, right. you dummy. Yeah, but a ba- I think it is kind of like an in- more of an infant child. Okay, if it's an infant, it also depends who the other twenty five people are. Are they murderers? I, I don't think so. I, it seems like they're just general villagers. Like you've got probably like a farmer. A milkmaid and like a glove maker. Yeah, and they're probably not all great people, right? But they're not all bad. You have yeah. to, you have to, you have to kill the baby. I think, and it, you have to do it personally because if you're bringing someone else into the mix, then you're just making it worse for everyone. Wow, you're taking the hard line. Well, I just feel okay if it's an infant. Everyone else is gonna die. I would cover the baby's mouth. Oh Jesus! I mean. Here's the other thing, and I know it's going to upset some people. It's not that hard to kill a baby. <laughs> it's not going to be like it's not going to be like you're like strangling a man, like a full grown man. I don't right. think anybody would. But think it's going to be physically. Oh, it's not a hard. It's going to be one and done. It's going to be like literally. It's going to take less than fifteen seconds to really to suffocate the baby. Oh yeah. So you'd put your bare hand over it. You wouldn't like use your scarf or something. <sighs> This is so dark. Well, this is this, this is, is a, a big, big one. one. This is a big one. I think I would I would not be able to kill my own child. This is good to hear considering that you and I may one day have a child. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for the 23 other people in the room. Though. I know, but I wouldn't I think what I would do, <laughs> I think I wouldn't be able to kill my own child, but I also wouldn't want to outsource someone. I yeah. think if you're going to allow your child to be killed, you should be the one to do it because it's like in Game of Thrones <laughs> ah, when You are so Eddard Stark. Yeah. When yeah. Eddard Stark kills, shoots the wolf. I hope that's not a spoiler. I I can't even imagine. Well, it's anyway. It's not that big of a spoiler. But I think what I would do is I'd say I'm not going to let this happen. But I am going to like go over into this corner and set my baby down for a minute. And if something were to happen, oh, you're the passive aggressive <laughs> killer. Wait a minute. <laughs> so that you're saying you're saying. You're saying that the people are going to go and kill it themselves. Yeah, but I w- I'm not okay with that. Well, where well, are you? And yeah, what do you go do? Like, <laughs> yeah. just get well, some lemonade? Well, I have to go urinate in the bucket in the corner. <laughs> or you just feign like you're sick, like you pass out. You swoon. You know? Yeah, I think I would pass out. I really think I would will myself to pass out. I think you probably would. I think if someone was coming, even your friendly villagers coming to kill your baby, at some point you would... I think your maternal instincts would kick in and you would fight to save your baby. But at some point, you might pass out from hysteria or something. So the only person who's going to kill the baby themselves is Maria? Because I'm the only one with any sort of moral code. I'm not bringing... No, some- you, you just have a different moral code. Well, yeah. And it's pointed the right way. Maybe. All I'm saying is, why would you get someone else to kill your baby? Isn't that cowardly? 
I wouldn't get someone else to kill my baby. They would have to kill my baby. Like, I feel like I would be protecting it. Right. Uh, Amanda's saying she would basically read between the lines. <laughs> well, I'm read, not ba- looking. Put a little sign I'm like, baby, just living its life yeah. over here. Do what you will with it. Yeah. Well, Free the, for to a good yeah. home. The other thing to think about, I know... That in, in this particular dilemma, it says your baby is crying. But to me, there's always a glimmer of hope that you you never know because maybe those um, notorious people would come in and something would distract them. Maybe we could try to fight them. I really think the right thing to do is to try and fight rather than kill the baby. I'm with you on that. The parameters of the thing basically say if your baby's crying, you're going to die. But I think rather than kill the baby, if it's a village, if if I was in this village and someone else's baby was crying, I would say, like, don't kill that baby. Let's all go out no, fighting. I that's not. what I would say. No, no way would you say that. You don't. Why? Of course I would. Like, that's you got to fight for your village. It's like um, the Ewoks. It's no, but way if the baby's more... crying and the mother's like, sorry, I can't do anything about <laughs> it's it. It's not a movie theater or a wedding, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. But, uh, but airplane. It but it is. It's like a locked Cause, movie cause theater. I, on a movie theater and a baby's crying, yeah. kill the baby. Right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't see... There's there's 25 people in that closet. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? I think we're in like a secret basement. I thought it was a cellar too. Does it say? Oh, uh, let me look. This, this doesn't matter at all. I thought but... it was just a closet. Okay, I think what I might do also is try and fashion some sort of soundproof, like maybe just like to gently muffle the baby while the the notorious people are in the house. Like, That's I, good too because then you try and muffle it and then by accident you suffocate it. Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> So, do you mean to suffocate the child, or that's your? Ex- no, if I have to muffle the baby to try stop it from making sound, I hope it survives. Um, but if it dies, I just was trying to muffle it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. Also, yeah. Also, it- you should have brought a pacifier with you or something, a binky or a yeah. toy, an iPad. Yeah, an iPad. What huh. village are you living in where you have an iPad and bandits are coming? Well, are, what era are we in? Okay, this is this is ni- this is nineteen um, this is nineteen twenty four. Okay, and in like Eastern Europe? No, we're in um, nineteen twenty four. We're in Harlem, and there's some ja- there's some you're at a jazz club. And um, you know that the, this mob, the, this mob that hates jazz, is coming, and so you got to all go down to the to where like they keep the beer and store all the the stuff, right? Uh huh. And so you you this basically you're down there with uh, twenty three jazz musicians. The the jazz musicians they're gentle. They yeah, would, they're gentle. They would give their lives because also you have to think about this. <sighs> okay. How are you going to go on living knowing about that one time you let a baby exactly. get smothered? You, like, you no one is going to have a quality of life. No, it's not worth living at that point. So you're going to have to kill me to kill my baby. Honestly, why not? Why don't you just take the baby out of the closet and you go hide somewhere else or out of the cellar? Yeah. I think because this this quandary and the, the way these things are work is they're like they're meant to be either a binary answer. You either answer yes or no. So I would assume that if you did that, you're opening the door and coming out, and then they would see that there's a place where people are hiding. What I would hope to be true 
is that there's someone in the basement who has a really strong opinion and a clever plan. All of yours are so <laughs> passive. <laughs> I mean, I understand it's not an easy decision. There's some guy. I would hope that there was a priest, okay, in the basement. And the pri- I would ask the priest. This is what I would do. Because my character in this situation, I think, is like, I'm a cath. I'm like a really practicing Catholic. So I why? would. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm imagining this kind of like in Ireland or something. Yeah. Oh, when wait. the village implies like, I don't know, like pastoral life and like there's okay, some kind so of. So we're in the 30s. Maybe is it the Nazis are coming and it's. I think that's the old. Okay. That, that's what. Uh, that's how you. Yeah. Okay. So it's 1941. We're in Germany. We're in a in a small town. The Nazis are coming, and we're all hiding under a, a house. It's basically like the first ten minutes of Inglorious Bastards. I think this makes a lot more sense than the jazz musicians. Okay, well, Harlem. I just thought maybe we could get some jazz in while we're there. Now I understand that by killing your baby, you're saving these other lives. However, if you're going by like. Um, uh, Christian code or Catholic code, it's wrong to take a life, I think, under any circumstances except for when God tells you to. Oh, God, you're that woman in the village. No, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not. let's kill this and woman. And you're still being passive about it. I think it's pretty bad to take a life. <laughs> not Am I my wrong? call. Yeah, not my call, but I don't know. <laughs> but if, if, there, if there was a priest or something like that, I would ask that person. What if there's okay uh-huh. or a psychic? Let me, oh no! Let me just put in there that there's three other children in there, and they're all toddler age. Just for the record, if there is a, a psychic in there, I'm just going to kill that person. <laughs> <laughs> there's three other toddlers in there, so if you don't kill your baby, those toddlers are going to die. <sighs> oh God! Yeah, I. Th- uh, it's so hard. Does my baby have hair? <laughs> <laughs> It's starting to get hair, and it's like a reddish, like uh, reddish kind of hue. It's what very color cute. are its eyes? Uh, green. Boy or girl? It's a boy. It's a little boy, and his name's um, Oliver. No. <laughs> and his middle name is um, Ruffian. Oliver Ruffian Gorley. <laughs> Oliver Ruffian Glasucci. Am, am I a single mother, or do I have a husband? Well, I hope with your Christian morals that you're not. <laughs> yeah, a, you. you woman of ill repute he could have died okay your husband got shot okay and then were the my husband's last words to me do whatever you can to keep oliver alive (laughs) (laughs) what if his last words were do whatever you can to keep yourself alive and the village yeah so just to be clear it's either kill your child and save 25 other people or everyone dies yeah right I know it's or the cha- well, it's the chance that they would hear the baby crying and then everything. So there is some hope. Yeah. But okay. Then I'm. I already know. Because uh, Matt, are you thinking that murder is wrong all the time? No, I think murder, or at <laughs> least like as a Christian, <laughs> Amanda can tell you. My, just to clarify, my character is a Christian. I don't really. Um, I'm not practicing. <laughs> This woman is the I'd kill you. Honestly, if I was down there with this woman and her baby, I'd kill you. You'd be like, "Well, it's up to you. Don't don't ask me. My hands are tied." <laughs> Anybody hungry? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm hungry. Hey, did any who ate the last of the chips? I know I didn't. Well, oh, my, I seem to have misplaced my baby. Yeah. Oh well, I'm tired. Gonna take a nap. <laughs> Do what you will. Just get a little shut up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Uh I I'm not like I I see that there's a time and place for murder. I'm not talking like capital punishment, but like World War II is a prime example of like you got to fight for what's right. But this is a case of killing your own child and i even understand that it's probably the right thing to do to save that many other lives but i just don't think i could physically do it i wouldn't want to live is the point you know what i'd do i'd get all of the villagers i'd say if you are all in a, if you are all in agreement that this baby should die mm. i'm i'm standing back for a second you guys all vote you tell me what you want and then I'd say, let's all put our hands on the baby's mouth together. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone puts one yeah, finger. Yeah, one finger, and then it's a done, it's a done deal. No, but that's scarier for the baby. Honestly, if you're going to do Not it, you... you turn it over. No, you're disgusting. <laughs> that's horrible. You have to look your baby in the eye, and you have to sing it a lullaboy. Oh, a lullaboy. No. oh that's worse. No, it is. This it's is like breaking my heart. That mother no. did in Titanic when she's tucking those little twins into bed. Well, she well that was lazy, to be honest, because she should <laughs> I know. have. She just didn't want to walk up all those flights of stairs. I know. Plenty of people got out. Uh, no, weren't they locked into steerage? They never show them trying to get out. Yes, they do. They're in when the mob is trying to get out. They are there. Well, that's well. a subject for another episode. Yeah. And the man like... drops the keys on the other oh, side yeah. of the Sorry. rail. Sorry. And then yeah. he runs away. And then Leo and Kate get out of there somehow. Oh, no. I Yeah, that's right. You know, you always have to find the one smart person in an emergency and, well, that's and have a romantic character. relationship with them. Your character in this situation dies within the first five minutes of battle. Okay. Wait, you just accept that? You're so passive. <laughs> no, are you kidding? What's this, what's this Christian My, woman Well, I have a baby to protect. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Not my baby! That's what you'd be saying as as the villagers grabbed your child. Because it's a, he's a little prince. No, but really, I mean, it's like no baby is more special than any other baby. So, Matt, yeah. you think murder's okay during war? Well, yeah, I think like let's say, let's say for instance, it's an easier quandary, but like you and I are running through the field in World War Two. That's nice, and and that's it. What a nice time! <laughs> no, and like a Nazi soldier, not even a German army soldier, like an SS trooper comes up. What's the difference? Like a a German army soldier was just drafted. He's just a citizen drafted into war. Might not have like necessarily have Nazi ideals. Okay. But an SS is like the secret police that wants to kill Jews and stuff like that. Right. So he comes up to us and is about to kill you. I'm going to kill him. Okay, that's different. I'm talking about cuz that's self-defense. I'm talking But it's still murder. Yeah. Okay, so murder is self-defense, but what if you're in war and you're just killing a bunch of people running down a field, you know, in a swamp? Well, I guess I'd need to know what the war like if it's Vietnam, I don't think it's a good idea. Let me ask you this. You and Amanda 
are both, and you're still married to this Christian woman. What's your woman's name in this? Um, Just for the you, record, I don't think I would have married this woman. She's, I mean, she sounds like a downer. I'm, <laughs> no, Mike, I'm very practical. What's your character's name? Carrie. Oh, God. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that you and Matt here are married. Wait, I'm on- Matt marrying Carrie. Yeah, uh, you're 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 Carl. You're Carrie. Okay, you're you're down there. You're a great oh. couple. You have a great relationship, and you've had this baby Oliver together. Yeah. Now the baby, you know, Amanda's gonna, you know, Carrie's gonna die if you don't shut that baby up. I know Carrie's gonna die. Yeah, because if you don't oh, shut the, ba- right. the baby up, then the woman you love is going to die. Well, well, I feel we the all same go down, way. Yeah, we all I, go down with the ship. If I, it's just, if it's just um, Craig, Carrie, who, Carl. Carl. If it's just Carl, Craig, and little Oliver, Who's we're all Craig. You're Carrie. <laughs> and how did he get in here? Yeah, I see Craig, him there in the shadows. Craig. If it's just um, <laughs> maybe Craig is doing all this. Let's yeah. kill Craig. If it's just like for you know Matt, me, and our baby, we're all going down with the ship. Yeah, I'm not killing a wife or a child. But Whoa, you wouldn't hold on. What if what if Carrie won't stop crying and you got to save <laughs> the baby? <laughs> oh shit! That's would another episode. Would you smother episode. me? <laughs> well, no, because I feel He'd like knock me out. Yeah, I would. I <laughs> oh, sure wait, would. I have a question. Just knock out the baby. I don't think you can knock out a baby. Like their skulls aren't fully formed. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. I'm not saying to punch it in the head, but just like um, take away some airflow for a couple. Yeah, seconds. I mean, you might have a brain damaged baby, and then it asks the question: like, is it worth having a brain damaged baby to save all these people? And then, then I might be yeah on board. Yeah. All right, so we've exhausted this discussion. Let's go around and say our final <laughs> statements. So me, I have a crying baby. I've got 25 people who are probably my friends. There's probably some children there, I'm assuming, that I'm going to ask the village what they'd like because I'm not going to be selfish. And when they say, <laughs> you got to kill your baby, I'd say, I will do that. So mm. I would kill the baby. Uh, I'm not saying that's an easy. Dis- I'm not saying that flippantly. Yeah. I'm really taking into account the lives of the 25. You're other people. you're a realist. You're taking. I'm a, a realist. realist I am not, and I and I know my heart would be broken. I know my life would never be the same. But it's something I would have to do. <clears throat> the other day, a man and I tried to put a leash on our cat, and it freaked <laughs> out, and my heart broke. I look at that cat, and I wanted to cry because I thought for ten seconds. I gave it total discomfort. I just don't think I'm physically capable of killing anyone's child, much less my own. Mm-hmm. And I understand the implications of this, but I don't want to live in a world where you have to kill a child. I couldn't kill a child or a wife. And I would understand <laughs> if the village wanted to kill me. I wouldn't even fault them, but they're going to have to get through me to kill Oliver. If it's Amanda, they're going to have to get through me too. If it's Carrie the Christian, I, I'm, that's a different story. <laughs> Okay. Well, this is a real struggle for me. Yeah, because you're the deciding vote. I'm the deciding vote. And I I know murder is wrong, but I also know that I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is, you know, 23 people there saying, like, you have to do this. And I I wouldn't want to have to make this decision, but I think at the end of the day, if we have to vote yes or no, kill the baby or or don't kill the baby, 
I'm going to go with kill the baby. Wow. Whoa. I wow. think it's the right thing to do because philosophically um, everyone is equal. And even though my baby is probably cuter <laughs> to me than the other children there. I feel that Carrie, the Christian, would then, after she kills her baby or lets people kill her baby, she'd go into complete psychosis. Yeah. Yes. No and doubt. she'd be, she, no would, doubt. she would not, she'd be the crazy woman. Yeah. That, yeah. You'd just be picking dandelions <laughs> out on the ridge. Yeah. You'd yeah, just I see would... her silhouette against the sky every day around 5 p.m. and then she'd go back down, yeah. disappear into a mist. And then the children would ask, why is crazy Carrie doing that? And Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. 40 and years ago today. Wash the blood off my hands. They'd, wash the blood off my hands. They'd never out damn spot out. <laughs> I will say this, that I have noticed a softening in me in like it's in the past years as I get older and especially like settling down with Amanda that I think probably definitely in my 20s and at some point in my 30s probably would have killed the child. But there there is something that has happened to me where I know now that I couldn't do it. I'm too soft. Like, well, I'm, then we better yeah. get locked in that basement quick. <laughs> I know. I know because I, I do have a lust for life and I do <laughs> want to live. Even if I did lose a child, I think I could go. Well, on. I got to rethink my <laughs> settling down life. plans. Uh, <laughs> the woman I'm marrying is not the woman I'm <laughs> No, but if it were just the three of us, as I said, I would want us to all go down with the ship. Okay. Well, uh, that comes to the end of the big one. Um, I guess the consensus here is kill, kill the, baby. the baby. Jesus. So now what we want to do before we end the program is uh, we get emails at our email address, thebigonespodcast at gmail.com, and where you send in your moral dilemmas or questions for us to answer. And so this is one that we got from uh, from an anonymous... Sender. Amanda, would you like to read it? Yes. Dear Big Ones. <laughs> Dear Big Ones, I was on a work lunch at a high-end sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> a high-end better have something to do with the question or that person's just bragging. <laughs> okay. Dear Big Ones, I was on a work lunch at a high-end... <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> Dear Big Ones, I was on a work lunch at a high-end sushi restaurant the other day when I spotted from across the restaurant my good friend's fiancé holding hands and being romantic with another man. What should I do? Tell him, confront her, or stay away? <laughs> Sincerely, what I've seen I can't unsee. I don't have a lot of sympathies for this person because they didn't have to say high-end sushi well, restaurant. but I think it was just to show that it wasn't just like a burger joint, that it was like a, a romantic lunch. Yes. I think, okay. I, to me, I like having the scene set for me. But, yeah. <laughs> oh. This is hard because you never uh, – it depends on how good of a friend this is and how much you know about their relationship. Yeah. Because these days you never know. People are in open relationships. Also, people – this is the thing. People get in fights. Maybe one person is toying with the idea of, of having an affair but not actually having an affair. Like, And in that case, is it the right or the wrong thing to – 
to expose this. Yeah, is it your business? You may be better off talking to the guy and saying, like, I saw you there. What's going on? This is my friend. Oh, you mean the the because the guy's your friend. The Wait. girl was out with another oh. guy. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Talking to the girl, the okay. person doing theoretically doing the cheating and saying, like, hey, I saw you. What's I, up? Yeah, like I need hey, obviously. Cheryl, I'm, what's up? Yeah, Cheryl. And if Cheryl says like it's it's nothing, it's nothing. He's an old friend. Uh, well, I'm looking in her eyes and I'm feeling. Do I believe her or not? And also, since when can you afford a high end sushi? Yeah, Cheryl. Lunch, Cheryl. Well, I think the guy probably treated. Oh. See, my thing is, you're not going to get anything from talking to Cheryl because Cheryl's a freaking liar. Cheryl's going to deny it. Cheryl's going to deny it no matter what. And then it's going to put you in the opposition of Cheryl going like, and don't tell Jake. And please, like, he's so stressed out with the wedding. That's going to be, it's going to be like this whole weird thing. I would honestly go right to Jake and say, listen, this could be nothing. This is something that, you know, we've been friends for a while. I saw this. I don't know what it was. Talk to her about it and see what it is because... It made me feel uncomfortable. It would have made you feel uncomfortable in this situation. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I, I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, for some, yeah, because I do value fidelity. Oh, Carrie's back. Carrie's back. Carrie, God. Okay, so I, not to. I th- I think we should. We all agree that you should probably mention it to your friend. Yeah, I've had a circumstance like this in real life where. But it was the reverse. My friend friend was doing the cheating. Oh, oh no. I've had that happen a couple times. Oh, my God. And You're hanging out with the, you know. Well, it's my, my boys Satan. down at the club. You know, I can't. There's nothing I can do. So, there, you know, there's that horrible, horrible saying, bros before hoes. And this was also a while ago. And there was like, just like when it's your friend, it's a lot. And I'm not saying this is right, but it's a little easier to go. Uh, not my problem. I'll just stay out of it. But it got so bad that at one point I finally told the girl and I was like, "You, I'm saying this for your sake, like get get away from this person because yeah. the person was spiraling and really being horrible to them. And it just yeah. like it went past that horrible bros before hose thing. If there was a way to determine if this is an ongoing behavior or an ongoing affair or is this like I drank too much. Like I know it's this one's at the high end sushi restaurant. So. But if it's like you're out at a bar and you see someone flirting or really drunk and like a drunken kiss, to me that's a little bit different. Like uh, maybe you turn, you close your eyes and you go, "Tomorrow's a new day." Uh, a flirting is different than kissing, I think, because then you're like you're you're stepping over the line. Yeah. I think at that point, but it's good to know where your boundaries are. <laughs> if it's, right. If you've drank one too many, you have a kiss with you know handsome man, a drunken kiss know. with the bartender who says. <laughs> He hands you a shot, leans over the bar, and gives you a big wet one. That's okay. yeah, that's, <laughs> Is that the that's, name of the drink? Or you know, <laughs> big you know. wet one. That's good. That's a good name for that's a drink. Your, that's your signature drink, the, the big wet, wet one. The big wet one. For, <laughs> yeah. for this podcast. I think if you think about it, if you're not telling your friend, you're doing it to save yourself. You're not doing it for any other reason than to not feel uncomfortable in the situation. And in that case, that's wrong. Yeah, it's a little selfish, That's I guess. selfish. Yeah. You need to you need to not make a big thing about it. You need to just lay it out there. Or, I mean, here's the other thing you do. Or do you go to Cheryl and go, you need to talk t- to Jake and tell him that an, I... An ultimatum. I think that's yeah. even but worse. With you, like, oh, that yeah, there's... Yeah. I, I think that's worse. I think you just tell your friend what you saw and then let them take it from there. Yeah. 
I'm with you. And then when Cheryl ends up in a ditch somewhere, <gasps> and uh, Christian Carey's standing over her life, <laughs> going, my And it all makes sense. My babies. <laughs> no, uh, Carrie's fine. She's in her rocking chair. <laughs> It's it's sad how quickly we came to a consensus on a high-end sushi flirtation, but a child's death, we can't agree on. Well, well I think that's the right. I think that's you, Okay, what if you were hiding with your baby in the high-end sushi restaurant? Keep, I'm, all life is good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well, so the consensus here is tell your friend. Well, this has been a really riveting discussion. I hope, I think we all learned a little bit more about ourselves and our natures. I agree. Email us or email one of your little big ones to the big ones podcast at gmail.com. We're happy to hear. And Matt, before we go, do you have anything to promote? Well, um, I do a podcast called I Was There Too. And okay, Lo and great. Be- so oh. we were <laughs> just kidding, Matt. Well, speaking of that lady that reads the stories to her children on Titanic, that's Jeanette Goldstein. And I had her on my show. I listened to that one. That was great. Yeah. And she was also in the Term- Terminator 2, right? That's nice right. Lady. And Aliens. Yeah. She's great. And she runs a great bra store in Pasadena and LA called Jeanette Bras. You got. Pistol Shrimps podcast in my yeah Pistol Shrimps radio and the old the old first love super ego great a well, lot of that available on Earwolf and Howl.fm. and where can people find you I'm on Twitter at Matt Corley and Instagram lovely that's great so it sounds like you're doing pretty well huh so social media wise hell yeah that's I got right. two social media accounts you're over a couple thou right oh at least wow abundance <laughs> grateful for that abundance <laughs> must be nice. What kind of followers do you have? Mostly um, white males. That's cool. Yeah. Those guys are fun. Yeah, until they're trying to take your baby. So, until next time, I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this has been The The Big Big Ones. Ones.